So welcome to another episode of the Nine Hertz podcast. Uh, we're on number sixty-seven now, so we're really um, we're really getting through these. I think um, the last episode I said uh, we're only six hundred episodes away from six six six. So that's my that's my wish. If if we can get there, I'll, I'll die happy. Um, we started off um, this week with a band called Arm, um, and I'm told they're from Poland. You picked this one, didn't you, Pete? It's pretty damn good. Yeah, I I put this on um, straight after we recorded our last podcast. You know, we we kind of hung up and I, I kind of playing online games and just sort of started to listen through uh, things we'd received on emails and um and what and this whole album kind of I just stuck this on and then just played it right through and it's a it's it kind of really works as an album but it's worth kind of you know playing the single tracks um and even though I was playing you know playing games online it, even that you know like normally for psych I have to be kind of in the zone and know other distractions and everything this really grabbed me yeah um, I mean, I was just saying off air. This this has a tag that says spiritual jazz on it, and I think that's kind of kind of accurate. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a cross between kind of I don't know, like post rock, post metal, and jazz, and like and and yeah, deep psych thing. And yeah, there is there is something mystical about it. I think I think definitely. definitely. There's a bit. Uh, I think uh, uh, three and a half minutes maybe in. It's, it's it has a really weird noise right right through it, which is you know just takes it to a different level and you know a lot of psych um follows the same you know formula this just seems to have something different about it uh, and i like that yeah i mean um to me it sounded a little bit like towards the end it sounds like the next which might not be a reference everyone will get but um they're kind of like a free uh improvisation sort of jazz trio that's been going for about 35 years or something they just kind of start with an idea of something and kind of build it from there and that kind of cool um late night city vibe was definitely there you know that kind of um mm. dusky jazz bar kind of vibe was in there too so yeah i love this uh, really interesting stuff so um it's off an album called two and that song was called uh sinking in depression um we've got some absolutely amazing stuff um to play tonight um this next one is by a band and i initially got like um hooked in with this one because it's called coronavirus <laughs> the album's called coronavirus which is ridiculous um but back inevitable. In those, yeah <laughs> inevitable we're all gonna get it um so, I, mean, so, I meant as in a metal name but yeah that as well <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um so yeah the band's called Doze throne and they're from singapore um I, yeah I, I thought oh you know i'll listen to this it sounds it, it, it's daft it's got that name it's got that cover it's got the actual virus um like zoomed in pick you know scientific picture and everything um and to be fair it's bloody good like i, I just sort of gave it a chance because of the name but i think we're probably both surprised at how good this one is yes yeah and, and you know it is daft and you think where, where are you going to go um but it's you know it's sludge and it won't you know I, i'm always going to love that so it says on the band camp it says uh dothrum performs boring and repetitive songs which um <laughs> which makes me laugh I, you know you like that kind of self-deprecation but also i like the kind of the you know the repetition in sludge and that whole you know playing over and over until it really grinds you down um and yeah this is cool you know and, and for all the you know it's a bit daft I like there's a quote on there as well i'm looking at it now and it says although the world is full of suffering it's also full of the overcoming of it helen keller so you know they, they've got some about them i like it definitely yeah um i really enjoyed this and i think um it's pay what you want as well so if you like this throw them a few quid 
Um, yeah, we're going to play this track. It's Driven to Paranoia. You can find this at dosethroom.bandcamp.com. <laughs>
so uh, we've come out of the coronavirus and we're going to go straight into old friends of Nine Hertz, uh, B Hoover, who've just released a new album. Um, I've seen people talking about this, but I haven't actually had a chance to listen to it uh, until today. So the album's um, low performer and um, I, I think we've talked about them a lot on this podcast before. And we've probably played them before, um, but obviously they sort of have a lot to do with Nine Hertz from years ago. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, quick history in terms of that. So their second album was sent to us, uh, 2007, I guess, um, and which was uh, Some Behind the Dustbin. And we loved it. And then we got the opportunity to put them on. They're a German two-piece. Um, and they were playing a show in London. And we got the opportunity. We, when we had a gig on the night before or the night after in the Cricketers' Arms in yeah. Sheffield. Uh, we already had, I think, five or six bands lined up, but we, we got them on as well, and they blew everyone away. And you know, and they uh, stayed in Ben and Amy's house, you know, uh, from Nine Hertz, and um, and then uh, I think I bumped into them at uh, and at Roadburn a couple of months later that year, um, which was probably two thousand and eight, I guess. Uh, and I've seen them a few times since. They they put out a follow up album the following year, which is called Heavy Zoo, which yeah. is. Really you know, good. one of the best, you know, well, some behind the dustbin and heavy, heavy zoo kind of, you know, two of my favorite albums ever. They had yeah. B Hoover, genuinely one of my favorite bands ever. Um, and lovely people. And I mean, the best thing about them is they're utterly distinct. Um, you know, you listen to this song within a second, you know who it is, and that, you know, that nobody else, um, makes music like that. Um, and then they've put out, I think, three other albums since then. So this is their seventh overall. And um, it's always, you know, every one of them, it's, it's, it's like, you know, every time something comes out, it's like meeting up with an old friend again and you kind of get that warmth, uh, that warm feeling. And, yeah, it, it's as good as anything. So, yeah, really, really happy for them to be there. Yeah, I mean, I, I had the chance to listen to the whole record today and I just kept kind of looking back and thinking well what song is this and i i think it, you've done a good job in sort of picking anything off this you know picking anything <laughs> yeah. out kind of uh, as a highlight because frankly it's amazing so yeah. um i need to kind of maybe refresh my b hoover back catalog knowledge um, yeah it's like heavy yeah, zoo is yeah. probably the last one to listen to in depth um, yeah and, uh, and that's the most crumbs, kind of so. sorry yeah that's the most kind of it's the easiest one to get into i think um it's the most uh forward it is you know it is stunning but then um you know the one before and said well sorry the two before and the several after there is an awkwardness to them they're in you know their sound and you know I, re I remember when i reviewed them for the first time i always kind of i think i stated in that review is that if i hadn't been reviewing it i'd have put it down and said you know i don't get this it's not for me <laughs> but only because i was reviewing it we'd been sent the cd in the post you know it's pre uh all the mp3s coming through because i was reviewing it I, you know listed it over and over and again and that gave me the opportunity to actually kind of lock into what they had and i think um that may still be the case for people who you know approaching them for the first time might think you know i don't get it and but i really would sort of encourage you know repeated listens because once you once you click with them um, you don't then have to go through that again, and you actually kind of see that beauty which they, which they, you know, um, is afforded through those, you know, through previous multiple listens. I mean, what you know, what they kind of offer is through the 
the song structure just slightly off over time and the vocals kind of go, you know, don't necessarily fit. The lyrics are, you know, strange and the vocals kind of whisper or shout or screech or everything about it just seems, I'm going to say awkward again. It's like purposely obtuse here and there um, yeah. while keeping, you know, keeping a, a general song structure. It's not just kind of complete madness. Mm. Um and for them to be doing this for a seventh album for, I don't know, I'm guessing 15 years. Um, <laughs> brilliant. And I'm really, yeah. you know, just happy when a new album comes out. Exactly. I think uncanny might be a good word for them because they're just, <laughs> they don't really fit in any sort of box. And no, I think people try to sort of say, oh, you know, sludgy or it's, you know, um, like, I don't know, they, they can get <laughs> compared to a lot of um, kind of, mainstay bands which which kind of detracts from how unique they are to me so um i think this kind of just speaks for itself and we ought to maybe just listen to it because i think we can just keep talking about this and um not to really do it any justice so um yeah off the new album uh, low performer uh, this is army of good evil Thank you. 
was Bee Hoover. Uh, excellent stuff there. Um, we're going to go into something that uh, we got sent uh, a few weeks ago. Um, this is a band called um, This Ends Here. Um, really interesting stuff from uh, Bristol. Um, the note sort of uh, that came with it just said, um, you know, um, here's our latest tape. Uh, we've been about for 10 years. I've never heard of them before. I, I don't know how, but um, it happens. I guess people play in certain um, circles and you just never get to see them. But really glad this came through. Really like it. Um, so it's kind of like crusty, kind of atmospheric kind of stuff. So that's the best way I can describe it. Um, what did you make of this one, Pete? Because I, I thought it was quite, um, yeah, sort of like drawn out and um, a bit dramatic in places. Yeah, I, I mean, I've only listened to it uh, first time today. And the when I read it, it kind of said uh, atmospheric post metal, and you know, I was like, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. a lot of it can be quite dull. But I'm not, you know, it, it's I enjoyed it a lot. I suppose it's the first thing to say, and it. What I liked about it, bearing in mind that that kind of self description was, it's quite raw. Um, that you know a lot of that stuff it gets it gets very polished and, you know, just slides through on this you know shiny gleam, you know, gleam. So, um, it, it is very raw. It's got a kind of repeating uh, element and. A roughness to it so therefore that appeals and um yeah uh, really liked and i'm going to investigate more because it looks like they've been around quite well like you say amazing that i've never come across them before yeah but... um it looks like they've got splits with various bands like wolf beast destroyer who i think are from leeds and um conqueror worm who i think have released on sludge lord i'm not sure but um yeah, it looks like they've got like a rich back catalogue to sort of go through. But yeah, this is their latest release. It was um, out uh, sort of just before Christmas last year. Um, so um, yeah, it's been out about two months, but I'd definitely go and uh, try and get this. It's out on cassette, uh, just four quid, or you can name your price and get the digital album. It's about 20 minutes of music. Um, yeah, I really like this. So um, we're going to play uh, The Beast is Dead, and this is off the last hundred years by This End Here. You can get this at thisendshere.bankhunt.com.
Excellent. So that was the uh, excellent this end here. Um, we're going to talk about an old favourite of, I guess, both of ours uh, now. Uh, today's the day. Um, absolutely brilliant band and I think soon to be about 30 years old um, as, a, as an entity. So, you know, that kind of sort of says a lot, really. Um, I don't know if you've read the um, the blurb that comes with this new album, Pete. Uh, just catching up on it now. Yeah, oh, right, just yeah. This, yeah. yeah. So, um, sounds like Steve Austin, who has fronted this band and sort of been the the, the only constant member, I guess, through through all that time, um, seems to have gone through a horrific personal nightmare, like lately. Um, I think he had a bit of a car crash um, that sort of left him with some lasting injuries and um, contracted Lyme disease of all things. Um, so yeah, he's had a really tough time of it. He's sort of been physically kind of um, noticeably ill and um, sounds like it's been a really depressing time for him. So I think this album's kind of born from that frustration maybe. And I mean, to, de- to say today's the day is not kind of always born of some sort of anger or resentment or frustration with the world is, you know, obvious. But um, this one, I think possibly has it in in spades more than usual mm. um i mean with that in mind you'd like listen to the lyrics of this this song we're going to play which is um, called no good to anyone seems seems to kind of reflect his state of mind at the moment like he's talking about fighting something at night and never being able to win and stuff like that and it's like god damn this is yeah. <laughs> heavy yeah. in in every sense of the word um yeah and brilliant bearing him out, yeah and like bearing him out, i think um, and and there's you know they've they've been around for so long and the you know there's albums out there in the past you know which is you know Temple of the Morning Star or um, in the Eyes of God which you know are all kind of very personal and very um, difficult uh, to kind of to approach and, and yeah uh, always attack that I found with with this song with this song in particular which is the title track they. Um, the you know it's fairly long, seven eight minutes. It's it's kind of brooding and atmospheric, um, slightly kind of trippy, but in a discom uh, you know discomforting way. Uh, still heavy and all that, but then like screeching through that, he's, he's saying, "I hate everyone." You know, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's standard Steve Austin with that, yeah. but you know, um, I I like really really kind of got this song, really kind of felt it. Yeah, it creeps up on you, this one, definitely. Mm. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah, but the bits, like, when it gets heavy eventually, um, I feel like I've got a black metal influence as well, mm. which isn't something I've noticed before. You've, you've had, like, kind of doom and grindcore in there and a little bit of kind of maybe, like, technical grind as well, like with um, Kiss the Pig and albums like that, which are a bit more direct and yeah shorter songs and quite rapid fire sort of stuff but um yeah i, I think on the last album and this album it feels a little bit like he's um exploring like a not a softer sound by any means but like mm. a very um yeah like uncomfortable soundscapey kind of thing at the same time so yeah, yeah. if you've um, not listened to today's a day in a while this might be a surprise i think yeah and I mean, they've it's, they've always been weird. I, I think Temple of the Morning Star. I, I got I picked up um, probably in the nineties based on the album cover, um, 
and from memory that kind of starts with an acoustic version of the title track which is later on in the album and it's just completely throws you know in terms of what yeah um what type of band that is and um i'm probably more excited about that then but back as an 18 year old I, I, I didn't know the fuck i was listening to and you know and <laughs> oh, yeah. you know you know you're just trying to pigeonhole them back you know particularly back then like type of music. Really. <laughs> um and you know and that's why you know that's why they've um lasted so long that's why they're still you know this important thing and they're still like a figurehead of of extreme music you know so um and to me this is them on form uh you know back on it and yeah. well not that you know necessarily gone away but it, it feels like it's been a while and mm. um you know i've listed the whole album it was out uh, last week i think so it, you know it's, it's out there for people to purchase and yeah um yeah just, you know it's, it's it's good to have it back as as uncomfortable as it is yeah definitely i mean um it's probably nice i mean i i tried when you said we were gonna listen to this i, I presumed it was just another relapse release because it's been on relapse for 20 odd years mm. uh, but they're on bmg now which is quite an interesting um diversion but to be honest like it doesn't matter how it comes out um it's just it's another today's a day album that's gonna puzzle you to begin with and and sort of <laughs> plant itself yeah. firmly in your brain basically because I, I think <laughs> there's not one album that i can kind of say that's a bad album no. they're just all yeah. different you know to, um, yeah uh, sadness will prevail is is like a sprawling two disc thing, and it's like <laughs> it's almost unlistenable in parts. It's it's got so much noise on it, and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, strange <laughs> like modem noises and samples and all sorts. But again, it's a great album. It's got some absolutely killer songs on there. So yeah, um, okay. yeah. So just I just looked at kind of looked up Temple of the Morning Star and um, just remember so when I when I was around. In the early twenties, um, I was driving around. Uh, I, I was driving through North Yorkshire Dales, and um, I uh, through this tiny village, you know, barely a hamlet type of thing. And uh, I went through a pedestrian crossing, which was red. There was nobody there, and I was like, "Oh God, I've just done this." I, you know, turned a corner and seen it, and there was no one around, and except a police car who pulled out and pulled me over. Yeah. Um, and it's the only kind of time I've ever got any points or anything like. This. He pulled me over. And I thought, I wonder if he's, you know, he's actually going to follow through. I was wearing a Temple of the Morning star t-shirt, you know, with the with the star and then all the sperms in circular going yeah. towards it. <laughs> so I was sat there in this police car with that t-shirt on, and uh, <laughs> I can't remember what it says on the back as well. Um, it's a sweet ride, Mama. I think it says on the back. <laughs> so I think that sealed the deal, and I got yeah. my, uh, I got my, <laughs> my, my points there, and then so. That's my today's a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to got them to thank for that. Well, that's fantastic. But um, I I managed to uh, embarrass myself into uh, in front of um, the guy who wasn't in today's a day, uh, who's in Mastodon. I stood in front of him, really drunk at a gig at the Underworld once. Pointed <laughs> at my today's a day T-shirt a lot, and he went. He just sort of shook his head and went, "No, you're thinking of that." <laughs> I was like, uh, "Okay," and I just uh, wandered yeah. off. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah uh, fantastic band. if you've never dug into their back catalogue then just go for it because it's just I mean everything is brilliant um, so this is off their uh, new album uh, it's a title track this is uh, No Good To Anyone <laughs> Over, over in your head 
So we're going to play um, a track next by a band called Blom, who uh, are on uh, Box Records, which is... Uh, we've played quite a lot of, of uh, releases over the years, but um, I think, like, most notably lately, it's been uh, stuff like Terminal Cheesecake and um, Lower Slaughter and things like that. So this is... Um, I think it's a debut um, by a band. Uh, I think it, it, it's mainly, like, London bands, as far as I can tell, um, that they put out, but... Yeah, this this one's brilliant. It's got kind of like a lot of um, like feminist messages through it, and really interesting vocals and weird patterns and kind of lyrics as well. So I I love this. As soon as I heard it, and I was like, yeah, we're playing this definitely. Um, I don't know what you made of this one, Pete. I, I did. I love this. They they do remind me of Lois Slaughter actually. That um, and it's got a satisfying kind of uh, like thick kind of sleazy riffs in it, and it's almost sludgy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know, you kind of expect that. You know, you you get that kind of that, you know, that punk element to it. But it's it's you know a, a kind of step up heavier than you than you kind of imagine, um, which we'll always love. Uh, and you know, it's it's a little bit psych and a little bit punk and all that together. Yeah, um, just really, really enjoyed this. Just um, kind of has like almost like hypnotic. Thing going on as well, which isn't unusual for this label. Um, mm. Yeah, I just thought it's absolutely brilliant. You can buy this on vinyl now, so I, I just it's, and, yeah, really it's cool not stuff. out till May. That's one is thing we should say. No, yeah, uh, this yeah. is uh, this song's been. Uh, I, th- I think they've got video for it and you know, it's that. a pre-release song. So, but you can pre-order the vinyl. You yeah. should say. Yeah, excellent, cool. We'll, we'll play this. Um, you can find this at box-records.com. Um, and uh, yeah, this is Blom uh, off an album called Flower Violence. This is a song, Be Kind. <laughs>
Okay, so it's not often that we um, play uh, bands more than once um, on the podcast, but um, yeah, this is um, one that we kind of played very early on um, when we first started this in about early 2018. We've, we've just worked out. Uh, a band called Satan from France, and um, it made it one of their songs for an old album came um, winging its way onto the podcast from uh, one of your end of the year list, didn't it, Pete? So, yeah, um, this is their next album um, that we've kind of been sent, and again, it's just raging stuff, isn't it? It's really cool. Mm. It it is, and that kind of end of year, so the, it will have been end of year two thousand seventeen list. We recorded late two thousand seventeen, early twenty eighteen, and uh, it was my number one that year. We you know when we put them in order back then, and. The reason was then that that album was kind of 10 tracks, lasted 17 minutes and um, was just this ferocious mixture of like really kind of, you know, as you say, raging punk and this, you know, slight tinge of black metal. Yeah. So, and, and I, I adored it. I, I kind of, I just couldn't stop listening to it. I listened to the whole album through and through. Um, so, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, three years later, they're the back. Uh, you know, really happy about it. Drum Throat were in again, you know, one of the best labels out there, the yeah. French label. Um, the songs are longer this time. Um, there's, you know, there's maybe a, a little bit more of the black metal, uh, black metal element in there, but it's still ferocious. It is yeah, still... Way of describing it. It's still, yeah. you know, slightly unhinged in, in that kind of ferocity. Um, you just, you know, like, it's... You can't imagine a band kind of in. I, I can't imagine the practices of you know of this band and how they kind of just go at it like this. You know, it just seems um, completely spontaneously pissed off. Um, so, you know, I love them for that. They, you know, like if you think of some of the label mates, someone like Plebeian Grandstand, it's a bit like them if they were a punk band. You know, um, which you know they're an amazing uh, group. So. They're up there with that type of thing, um, yeah. and it's another, you know, it's another great album. Yeah, I mean, um, I have to say, like uh, on the email that we've been sent, it just says previous throat ruin the releases, and it's just a list of like our favourite releases from the last year or two. So yeah. it's like Death Maze, Fange, um, Imperial Triumph, and um, yeah, the list goes on. I mean, it, it, it's almost like a a meter stick for the sort of heavy, heavier stuff in the world, really. This label, so um, yeah, it's worth paying attention to what they put out. I mean, I love this cover as well. That the um, the actual album cover, it's just this de- demented kind of um, fractal body part kind of image, like a painting, <laughs> yeah, in a, in a briefcase, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, amazing stuff. So, um, yeah, we're gonna play um, La Sang, uh, do. Poet, I think it's called, um, and the album's called uh, Toot the uh, Toots of Horror. Um, yeah, I think you can get this via Throat Runner. Um, don't know if it's out yet. Is it? Coming it's out, out uh, uh, next week, I think. Right. Yeah, no, right. end of next week. Okay, brilliant. So yeah, you can go to Throat Runner and um, no doubt get some absolutely amazing um, sort of physical from this as well. So, so we think to this. <laughs> Don't be so Don't be so Don't be so Don't be so 
um, fans of sludge in general and, and sort of having uh, stupidly un- encyclopedic knowledge of, of music that no one else cares about, um, we got this reference straight away. So this band is called House Anxiety. We're going to play next. And um, for the um, sort of ones in the know, that's that's an old Iron Monkey song, isn't it? Um, yeah. Is it off? Which one is it? Is it off our problem? Our problem, yeah. yeah. And like, like a Boskelloid, yeah. which is another I think band. a lot of people don't get that. And uh, yeah, I, I feel like is Boskelloid a reference to a Mario boss? Or something? It must be something else because yeah, yeah, they're not as sludgy as House Anxiety, <laughs> but yeah, no. I don't know what Boskelloid is. I have no idea. No, I thought it was um, an enemy from a computer game or something, but who knows? Maybe. Anyway, House Anxiety. Yeah, so this is a band from Greece. Um, just noticed that they're. I noticed the album cover first. I've got to be honest, because it's crazy. It's like this kind of hag sort of thing with eyes falling out and teeth in the neck and stuff. So, yeah, check it out, um, and uh, you'll see what I mean. But um, yeah, the riffs in this one just hit me, and and the vocals are fantastic. So, I just really enjoyed it. I just thought it was really cool. Yeah, that that artwork it is fantastic. You know, even the bold colour behind. Never mind the pictures. Uh, and the love on the thing. It says artwork by Never Brush My Teeth, <laughs> which is <laughs> fantastic. That sounds very sludgy. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, lyrically, uh, you know, the riffs, the sludge is. Um, although we, you know, anything, even straight up sludge with nothing new, joy. And this, you know, I'm not saying this is it. This has got something about it, definitely. Oh, definitely yeah. Um, but. It's, you know, it'll always cheer me up and I will always yeah. kind of cling to it. I found another band the other day, Hash Breath, another, you know, another yeah. great name. Um, <laughs> and they sounded like Bongzilla and a little bit, uh, I hate God, you know, but still loved it. Um, yeah. They haven't got anything new out, so I'm not playing on podcasts, but check them out as well. And that's, yeah. you know, you know, Sludge Like This will always be, um, you know, it will always be a great thing. Yeah, definitely. I mean... I'd love to see this band live. I'd love to see mm. how they interpret this and sort of reproduce it. But it can't be hard. It's it's simple kind of heavy stuff, really, isn't it? As simple yep. as it is, really. Um, they've got a few other releases, um, so I'm going to be downloading them as well. But um, this is off their new... Uh, this came out like literally yesterday, I think, a third. Um, mm. So, yeah, we're going to play... Suicide Tuesday, um, and the record's called Overdose, and you can find this at houseanxietyband.bandcamp.com.
Right, so uh, we're going to be closing the podcast this week um, with a band we've played before, but um, I don't think we could resist playing them again. So this is a band called Melancholia, um, a two-piece from America. Um, you found this one, didn't you, Pete? Um, yeah. And I think you found yeah. it last time as well. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I'd, I'd normally try and avoid playing again because it's only the last year we played them, but then I listened to it and loved it, so I thought, fuck it, I'm going to play it. I can't not. Um, and it was, you know, I think I, I, I had... Can't remember how I found them last time, but you know, you know, the artwork is is fantastic, really um, distinct because it's it's common across their three releases now, um, and it's something you look at and think, yeah, I'm going to like music based on the artwork, yeah. which shouldn't shouldn't happen, but does, um, and it you know turned out to be true. Um, same again here uh, because you know because kind of followed them from the last time it popped up on, you know, as soon as the album was released, uh, get a message through from Bandcamp. And then, yeah, it's it's as, it's as good again, if not better, probably. Mm. Um, and, you know, I like the kind of fact that they've got another release out quickly again. I, you know, I love it when bands keep that kind of momentum going and keep you kind of, um, you know, not kind of forgetting them or anything like that. So I think with music like this, it's like, I don't know anybody. Uh, I, I can't think of anybody, you know, musical friend, you know, friends through music, who won't like this. I mean, how can you not? It's is crusty. It's hardcore. It's you know, it's grindy. It's you know, it's got a sludge kind of um, like mainframe to it. Uh, yeah. It's just pure goodness, you know, f- filthy goodness on that on that line. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's got that kind of chug to it. That's kind of makes it sound so menacing and, and dark. Mm. Um, and that's reflected in all the tracks on this um, record, actually. So um, I feel like all these songs work together as well. So we're just going to play like a a two-minute song here, but like there's some really long, extended kind of interesting um, sort of twists and turns, but it feels like a cohesive whole. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I definitely recommend you know, consuming this one yeah. um, as a sort of piece of music rather than just uh, dipping in. So And and, yeah. and also then, you know, the the two previous releases, the, you know, the, the four-track releases, so you quickly get through them and, and they are kind of addictive. So, yeah, go through it all. Definitely. Yeah, so um, the band's uh, Melancholia um, and this is the, um, I guess, like part two of Agony in the Garden. So it's Agony in the Garden 2. Um yeah, and you can get this at melancholia.bandcamp.com. Um, we're going to close with this, and uh, we'll see you in two weeks. <laughs>